honest reaction as a pastor is if you want to play GTA, then do it for the glory of God the whole time you're doing it. So only be a good person in the game. Don't hurt anybody. The top answer. <laughs> no. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, comes from Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. If you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're following his will, but you want to play some violent games like GTA 5, is it okay? Well, there are two options in GTA 5, to be good or evil. You can be in the good side either-wise. Just try street racing, like without stealing a car from someone. <laughs> oh, in the game called Stealing Cars? <laughs> in the game named after Stealing Cars. Oh, the game it, called the Steal Fast Cars. Furious movie, Try Not to Go Fast and So Furious. Dearly beloved, welcome to the Unblessed Podcast. Where we inquire and exposit the mysteries of that ancient text, that good book itself, the Holy Bible. We are not theologians nor historians. We are but armchair philosophers who spent years in seminary or on a church staff and have since departed to make our own way. We invite you now to read, think, and laugh with us as we dive deep into the denominational doctrines of the divine in the Unblessed Podcast. Welcome to the Unblessed Podcast. My name is Evan. And I'm Scott. And we are two ex-sinners. We don't sin anymore. I rarely did when I was one. Um, yeah, same. But now, yeah. Nope. Yeah. None. What, what was it like to stop sinning, period? Great question. Um, I remember the day. I just decided yeah. this isn't for me anymore. And I just, I think I was yeah. about five, six years old. Like yeah, that? yeah. I I was like more like three or four. Oh yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was I was younger. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. I was more mature at an earlier age. Oh yeah, I bet. Um, I just made the decision. Did you have a be beard perfect. too at three? Huh? Were you just? Yeah, yeah. I did, and I had bigger the, and stronger muscles too. I had the biggest muscles. I had calves the size of pile drivers. Um, I don't I know what that is. Like, so that's great. Yeah. So, um, I um. And I just said out loud, uh, I'm not going to sin anymore. And then you stopped. To my parents. And they were like, oh, my God, our child is so perfect. <laughs> Why didn't we just think and about I, that? Why didn't we just stop doing this? Hey, everyone, just stop. Have you ever thought about stop doing that? He's remained that way for the past 28 years. Now, do you did you think you needed to be saved after making that decision? Like, Because there's not much for Christ to clean up at that point. Like, If you yeah. only sin for like three I mean, or four years... It's more about like throwing Jesus a bone at that point. No, you, you can't. Like he needs a little more attention. Yeah, <laughs> if any one figure in all of history needs a little bit more attention, it's Jesus Christ. We don't give. Him it's enough. more. Uh, yeah, it's more. It's more about my clout than it is his. Oh, okay. Um, and then also like I did have those three or four years where I was sinning, so I can't. Whatever I do, however perfect I am, it can't mask what i did of course before. um when you did kind of faux give your life to christ at four years old for the you know just to throw him a bone as you said um yeah. what sins did he forgive you of exactly <laughs> um <laughs> uh wanting to destroy the world because i was so hungry when i was a baby just the want the yeah, the, the, the desire want that a child has. Have you ever heard that like uh, analogy that like a baby, if it had the muscles, could strangle its mom? No, <laughs> I've never Which, heard that. When I was like, because that was how like they would paint it and be like a child. Um, <laughs> if every it single had child the was muscles, born with sin in their hearts, and if it could, it could, it would strangle its mother. Whoa, and I'm like. I mean, any anything can do anything with if it has the muscles. Yeah, to, my like, dog could bite me in half if it was twenty feet tall, but that's not. Yeah, yeah. if my grandma it had is. wheels, she'd be a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Yeah, it's, speaking of stupid, 
Um, Perfect transition. Scott, I decided to get onto Quora today. That board today. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, and but I found some really good questions that I think we can tackle. I would. I'd love to be part of this. Yes. Yeah. So I have two questions here for you. Okay. First one is. Is it okay for Christians to play GTA? That's it? Just GTA? No. Any Grand of them? Theft Auto. Any of them. Okay. Um, if it looks too... So let me put on my Pastor Scott hat, if I could. Mm. Uh, what's your... Why do you want to play GTA? What's What do you go to GTA for? My friends are playing it, and I want to play it with them. Okay. Do you see naked people in it and shoot them when you play. I think it happens, but I think it happens. Um, My honest reaction as a pastor is if you want to play GTA, then do it for the glory of God the whole time you're doing it. So only be a good person in the game. Don't hurt anybody. The top answer. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Comes from Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. If you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're following his will, but you want to play some violent games like GTA 5, is it okay? Well, there are two options in GTA 5, to be good or evil. You can be in the good side either-wise. Just try street racing, like without stealing a car from someone. <laughs> oh, and the game called Stealing Cars? <laughs> The game named after stealing cars. Oh, the game in, called in the Steal Fast Cars. And Furious movie. Try not to go fast and so furious. <laughs> what a dumb answer. Uh, Dude, legally, just... where do you go? To... <laughs> I've never picked up a car. I've played a little bit of GTA, but I've never once like thought about. Can I go to a oh, dealership? Just go to the car dealership. I know you start Purchase with a car. One. I guess. I guess you can start with a car, but. The game's called Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Yeah. Just try street racing, like without stealing a car from someone. Like, you will go get your own money by working, but it takes much time. Because I was also playing, planning to play GTA 5 and to post them through YouTube, but without committing crimes like a lot of people do. Just like street racing or testing some cars as an overspeeding. If not, then I would be rather playing some offline games on a mobile phone instead. Okay. I, I want to call this person on their, their bullshit because what do you mean, first of all, how boring to yep. video games are there to just escape and do things that you can't do in real life. Like I will say with like games like this, there is a part of me that is like, can I follow the rules of the road in GTA? <laughs> Okay, we've all been there. Sure, like, yeah. can I just cruise a little bit, have a little fun? Can I can I actually slow down and can I slow down and stay stop the, at the stoplight? Can I stay in the lanes? You can't even turn a blinker on in the game, though. I know. I wish you could, though. I love using my blinker. Oh. By the way, that's my oh, man. Uh, my biggest pet. I'm a people. I am a blinker bitch. Yeah, good. Out here in the streets, I a, I love a blinker it. bitch in the streets and a and a uh huh. Tire whore in the shoes. <laughs> that rhymed perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> My thing, yeah, I was gonna say is if you're gonna play GTA and just hang out and test the cars, I was just about to ask, like, do you also drive the speed limit in the game? Then, like, yeah, because you, so, then you're breaking I, the law there. Like, no. Why play GTA Five at that point? Yeah, just don't. Um, the answer just question. be no. I'm ready. Yeah, hit me. Yeah, I have another question. Okay. Where can I obtain a Christian baby? I am asking for a friend. Whoa. Whoa. A lot to unpack there. Um, I don't know how to answer that. Where do you obtain is what it said? Obtain a Christian baby? My Lord. Um, what What is the context? Is this person like adopting? None. None. <laughs> Absolutely none. I would not answer this question. This is this is a crazy internet person. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't so know. I guess the little I, fire fire department boxes that they drop children off in. That's where I would say yeah. go look there. A Christian fire department. A Christian fire department, though. <laughs> the the one in fireproof. That's right. Um, 
I just would love to give the to read off the answers that some geniuses. No, uh, like no true like people like us. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, Atticus Finch wrote. First, you must go to Thailand. Once you're there, you must go to the Aztec priest at Bangkok. The Aztecs secretly survived the Spanish, you see, and moved to an ancient underground city kept secret by the Thai government. Once there, you must prove your worth in trial by combat with the ghost of Winston Churchill. If you win, you will enter the territory of the greater Canadian Empire. You must take the holy book from there and go to Algeria, which is the capital of the greater Canadian Empire. Once there, you must bury the book under 16 feet of sand, at which point a Christian baby will appear in your arms. I, I love it. I, I'm doing that. Yep. <laughs> um, All right, hit me with another one. There was, I think we need to know more about your friend. Example given, do they live in a gingerbread house in the woods? Would, <laughs> would quote unquote, recently baptized suffice or suffice for the indoctrination required to actually be a Christian? Do they want a Christian one because they taste better than normal? Oh my gosh. <laughs> taste better. <laughs> they probably do. Who knows? Um, Evan's searching. I searching. am searching. Um, searching. So close. Scott needs one more. Dude, does your friend want a good Christian baby or a bad one? The bad babies are easiest to find. <laughs> They're just laying around being lazy, smelly, and loud. <laughs> However, the good babies are quite difficult to find. First, get yourself a truffle-rooting pig and have a good Christian baby priest to bless it. <laughs> Next, your good Christian baby-rooting pig will need to be taken out of the city to a quiet forest. Finally, allow the pig to root around the forest until it squeals with delight. Pull your good Christian baby from the earth and take home. <laughs> These people are so creative. I love this. <laughs> I know. It's it's so great. There's, like, one of the top answers is just, like, and you're blocked. Yeah. But everything else, That's I love incredible. the dedication to are these recent core submissions or are they saw like from 2004 this was posted these answers were 20? these answers were this year wow i don't know people are still on quora i feel like i only end up on quora i'm never going to quora it's always i'm searching something like why does this thing not work and i find like the yeah. worst possible thread and it's on quora um yep so there's my plug for Quora. They're our sponsor today. Uh, they yeah. gave us $0 for that plug. So $0. thank you, Quora, Zero, for being absolutely. one of the worst forums online. Worse and than yet, basetalk.com. <laughs> and yet we're all better for it. We are. Thanks, Quora. Scott, what are we talking about today? Well, speaking of Quora and bad babies, uh, we're going to talk about sin. That's S-I-N. And I have a quiz for that you. Ba- oh, yeah. yeah. I, oh, I do. According to the yeah, English course. Standard Version of the Bible, what is their definition of sin? I have it right here in this big, fat book. Oh, it could be so many things. It could be cosmic rebellion. It's three lines. So, oh, big definition. I'm not going to get that. Um, <laughs> you need to get it word for word. Uh, um. Erring against the divine creation and will of God. And also watching Queer Eye. <laughs> Amazing. 100% correct. That's word for word what ESV Study Bible says. What um, does the ESV Study Bible uh, say? Just, I, it's I nothing I funny. Word, they like, said sin is anything, parentheses, whether in thoughts, actions, or attitudes. Sin is anything. Period. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> anything is sin. <laughs> That's it. Just anything. If you, you know, try you, you hard see that enough. that table over there? <laughs> anything could be sin if you try hard enough. This reminds me of like uh, Mark Driscoll did that uh, series where people asked him questions one time. Oh, I remember that. And somebody asked him like, is masturbating a sin? Oh, no. And he was like, well, not if you can like jerk off to like a white wall. No. Oh my gosh. 
you know people went home and tried that. You you know yeah, absolutely some person in the audience guy that was like, you know, I I mean, he's got a point. He's got a point. And now that man is completely attracted to white walls. Yeah, now he loves like plaster lined tubs. Is his? It's like when he that guy married a train or whatever. He married a tub. He he goes to rent an apartment, and the <laughs> landlord has given it the landlord <laughs> special, and he cannot help himself. <laughs> Can you get another coat of paint on these walls, please? Can you get another coat of paint on this? I would really love it. Hey, <laughs> Dottie, it's the fifth time you've called me this week. What? Uh, the one wall is looking a little little thin. I swear to God. <laughs> this better not be any kind of weird sex thing because I, I love I love painting. I love helping you out. I don't do it if it's You're a weird sex thing. You're quiet. You're just, this is getting a little out of hand. <laughs> you pay on time. It's great. You're a good guy. Ever since that Mark Driscoll conference, I could call here to paint your apartment every week. Get a little salty about it. Uh, okay. Sin is anything, period. Anything. Now, sin is anything, whether in thoughts, actions, or attitude, that does not express or conform to the holy character of God as expressed in his moral law. There's a lot to talk about in their definition of sin. So much. Because okay. I want to talk about the parentheses. Sin is anything, whether in thoughts, actions, or attitudes. I like how, I think we all could agree on the actions part. Like, yeah. it's there's certain actions you should not do that are yeah. considered immoral. Like, I mean, the easy one moida. is like, moida. It's easy. Moida. Don't do it. Moida. Don't do it. Don't moida. You know, stealing cars. Don't do it. <laughs> Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto. Auto. Not the video game, just like the actual thing. Don't do it. Uh, the actual grand real life Theft Auto. But then it talks about action or thoughts and attitudes. So I kind of understand the thoughts thing. Like, you know, there's sinful thoughts you can have, I guess. I mean, that's like yeah. we're Southern Baptists. We were always talked about keeping your thoughts in line. But attitudes is always is interesting to me. I, What do you think they yeah. mean by attitude? Like, you're not thinking it. You're just kind of like, eh, like, eh, not today. I don't know what that means. Well, <laughs> I think the best example is like there was this one time. It was almost Christmas time. Um, and I stood. I was just in like another line trying to buy that last gift or two. Right. Mm -hmm. Not really in the Christmas mood. Standing right in front of me Stop was a it. little boy. Shut up. You have me <laughs> for like five seconds. You log off. <laughs> Shut up. Stop. <laughs> you had me. God. It is Christmas time. I sh I'm hyper aware. <laughs> what happened? Uh, oh, man. No, that's what I think of is the like attitude of the guy in the song Christmas Shoes where he's just like, Nah. Yeah. So that's nah. against God's a, moral character. Man, a bad day at work. Man. Nah. Nah. Not allowed to have a bad day at work. Not when Jesus died. Nope. You always have to be positive. You can never be, <laughs> ever be negative. I, yeah, attitudes, actions, and then thoughts too. I mean, I, I understand some of them that does not express or conform to the character of God. And then my favorite part is as expressed in. His, we got a gender God right here. You know, we gotta gotta throw it in in the ESV. His My God has a dick. <laughs> I would love to have a whole episode on that. I don't understand why we have to have God as a man. My I, American God has a dick <laughs> and a gun <laughs> and a fucking F one fifty. Hell yeah. And not an electric one either. No, it's gas. he's got he's got an F one fifty that runs off of um, the the tears of Light. all the liberals and Bud Light runs off of American Modelo beer. Well, does it run off Bud Light because it's burning Bud Light or because it loves to consume Bud Light so much? I don't know, and that confuses me. <laughs> <laughs> My truck runs on Bud Light because I hate it. But I do have to buy I 30 packs of it per week to keep this truck running. <laughs> I'm quite a predicament because I'm burning it. Yes. Quite literally keeping Bud Light in business. But also, I don't like it, so I'm burning it in my car. But 
I gotta buy it. In the it. same way that I hate Colin Kaepernick, I buy his jerseys just to burn them. But I'm probably we probably made most of the sales this year were people <laughs> burning his jersey. Hi, <laughs> hi, uh, As expressed though in his moral law, so what that tells me is we can know for sure what the character of God is just by his law. So we should be able to just read any of the laws in the old Testament. And that, that would, that's our, our point of sin. Like we know exactly where to go. And that, that does not make sense to me because Christians don't read the Bible for their morality. Like no one does. So you, you get like, not a big fan. And God's not a big fan of seafood. No. And, or pigs. Uh, but I don't understand why, like, it seems that's such a quick definition of sin, and yet it could be anything. It could just be anything is against God's character. One person yep. would say playing GTA 6 is totally fine. Other people would say it's an abomination. No. If it was so clear, we wouldn't have such an argument over things being a sin. I remember... Um, I was on this uh, mission trip and, you know, we stayed up late talking about a bunch of stuff. And uh, this guy, we, you know, asked about, you know, these different things about like whether or not this is a sin or whether or not that is a sin. And I remember somebody was like, you know, what about, you know, uh, I think cigarettes came up. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. And like my dad smoked forever. And I was like, I don't really think so. It doesn't say it in the Bible. And they were like, well, you're causing harm to your body. Hmm. And I was like, you play football. Yeah. <laughs> like you're. That's different. It's different. You're physically putting yourself in harm's way <laughs> for fun. My dad's smoking because he, got two <laughs> he kids. has to deal with like, me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I you know. That was um, always and, smoking and, was like the, the gateway to this conversation. I had this exact like a very similar conversation growing yeah. up. Cause I knew a couple of people at our church. My parents didn't smoke, but one of my uncles did. And a couple of like our, you know, the good lay people of our church, you know, one guy, he did like all the service projects. He was kind of like an outdoorsy guy. He's, we would always catch mm-hmm. him smoking in the parking lot. I remember people saying like, Oh, it's a sinful thing. And I never really knew how to land on that. Cause I was similar. Where I was like, well, I guess it is like a drug and drugs are bad according to the dare officer that came to my school. <laughs> but then you have someone else that's like taking pills and it's like, well, that's only a drug. Like where's the cutoff at what's moral and not. And no one could ever answer that. But Oh, if a doctor tells you to, it's okay. But the doctors in the fifties told people to, <laughs> so it was okay then, but now it's not okay. Doctors in like the fifties were telling pregnant women like, Take a couple more cigarettes. They'll help with your nausea in the morning. Like, and then take a yeah. shot of whiskey. Help the baby grow a little faster. <laughs> Have you tried wine in the third trimester? Have you tried falling down the stairs anytime <laughs> lately? That'll help the baby move around. There. Have your husband just punch you in the stomach. That usually bops it out. <laughs> here's your here's a diet recommended by me. You need cigarettes. Cigarettes, beer. lunch meat, raw fish, uh, End the day with some nice, uh, and then uh, make sure to stain your floors with turpentine. Don't wear a mask either. Just breathe that in. It's good for your nostrils. <laughs> and here, I have this whole can of asbestos that you can just breathe in. Go ahead. Take a whiff. Yeah. It's got fiber in Is it. it <laughs> you're going to want to move into a place that's been painted completely with lead paint. Yeah. And if you really want a humongo baby, then you need <laughs> <laughs> you need to stand behind the exhaust of a of a truck burning Bud Light. <laughs> that exhaust does wonders. As a pregnant woman, you are the strongest person imaginable. You should lift anything. You technically have the strength of two people. So when people try to help you, tell them no, you gotta keep your legs strong during yeah. that. Be sure to try and lift your husband's car. <laughs> it's a good here's every my, single day. Here's my booklet. It's a workout routine. It's a what to expect when you think you're expecting. It's a great book. Yes, that is a pregnant Hulk on the cover. <laughs> it's written all by men. 
100% man wrote. God. Oh, Lord. Can you imagine your doctor smoking? Like, that seems such like a... I can't even imagine being in that world. Like, where you have doctors just, like, coming in the room, Do- checking doctors out. Doctors smoking or doctors, like, recommending smoking? No, like, in the room. Like, they would be, like, puffing. Oh, in the room. Like, away. Yeah, no, yeah like, they're, like... Yeah. You know, got their catcher's mitt like, oh, we're going to birth this baby today. And they're like <laughs> puffing out the other cheek. Uh, I, it's wild to me. Anyway. Uh, so sin could be any of those things. Um, yep. What about, so back to like thoughts though. At what point, I, I was always paranoid as a kid as to when a thought turned sinful. And I never knew where the line was. And like there's good examples of like lust or like anger or even like, I guess you could say anxiety or like worry. Uh, but you never knew where the line was. Like, how did you know as a kid, like when you were a Christian, we were like, yep, that's something that was a sinful thought that I had. The amount of sex education that I got is truly anemic. Um, because when I was, and this gets into thoughts, um, because you try and train your thoughts, you try and like control yourself. Yeah. But like wet dreams happen. I haven't wet the bed since I was like, you know. It's not wetting the bed, it's a wet dream. 25. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I just remember like, um, in college, I asked my college pastor, I was like, why the hell did these happen? And he was like, sin. Damn, know, he just broken. laid that out. He's sin. like, yeah, stupid sin. Gotcha. No. Gotcha dreaming. There was a computer right next to him where he could have been like, do, 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 do. Like, Googled it. I, it was a few years later, Dang. Amazon released sex education videos from like the 40s and 50s. I just turned them on. I was like, what the hell? Like, let's just see what these bozos are talking about. I got more sets of education from that. <laughs> sure. From like, you know, Coach Tom and all of his boys. And they've all got questions. Sit down, Ralph. <laughs> Sit down, Ralph. Your body's changing quite a bit. And let me tell you about it. Here, hop up here so everyone can see you. Like, I never, I never, no one had ever told me that it was just a normal freaking thing. Yeah, yeah. That, like, as you're growing up and as your, like, body's changing and everything, that that shit's just going to mm. happen. They just, it was just reinforced that that is lust in basically just invading you. That's um, so, see, I had, like, a similar, no one outright just said wet dreams are sin, but I think it was implied that it was, like, a, a symptom of the fall of man. Like, yeah, that's just gonna, your body's just full of sin. That, uh, yeah. That's what he was y- saying. Yeah. It was like, it's a, like, it's just, which you know, is crazy. That yeah. just a natural that there's sin that you commit that you can't control unconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. That you're just out there. Like you're just out there doing in your sleep. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. It's, it's, you don't realize it when you're in those teen years, like, you oh, just yeah. you take it, you know, gospel truth for what it is, but then oh, you look sure. back and you're like, that is I'm not gonna say it's like a fucked up thing to say to a kid, but that is certainly not the path you want to send your kid down is like you there's just evil that you can't control because and you have to work on getting that like mitigated out of your body somehow. Yeah. You have to work your entire life to uh never sin again because that put Jesus on the cross and you should feel bad about it. But also there's sin that you will not be able to um, control, but work against that too. But it opens up such a huge door. Cause then you have this thing of like, you know, some people uh, like they'd have like, you know, I have people in my family that have anxiety disorders and they're constantly worrying and upset. And like, it's part of just kind of how they're wired in a sense. And People would just tell them for years, like, you just got to pray about it. You got to pray about it. You got to just, you know, keep praying. And it's like, no, or, you know, you can see help, uh, seek help, get, go to therapy, get medicine, get some medicine, get some more techniques on how to, don't just like try to always pray it away. But, uh, 
the thought of like yeah. mitigating spend sin. more time and thought about your anxiety. Yeah. Make sure, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Worry more about how much you're worrying. That's what you should do. Uh, I I was always worried or concerned about if I was sinning in my thoughts. I mean, I was I I was similar. Like where I remember being in mm-hmm. junior high or high school or whatever, and like I was like always just thinking about, mm, like, did I was that sinful? Like, was me being like jealous of that person at school today? Was that sinful? Or like, was that, and I don't know how to take this. I know I'm getting like a little bit of therapy session here, but I don't know how part of me thinks it was helpful in a way because it taught me to be extremely meticulous with how, with how my thoughts interacted with like my life. If that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I was always thinking about like whatever the verse is like, you know, take every thought captive and, make sure like every thought is to the Lord. And so in a, in a weird way, it like taught me to always be on guard and know that like my thoughts are like constant and like, they're going to, you know, I have to like make decisions for what I'm going to do with my thoughts. But then the other thought of me, part of this is like, I spent so much time worrying about whether I was pleasing and praising God when it was just normal behavior. And I could have just let off the gas a little bit, you know, like, I don't know if, did you feel yeah. any of that or as a kid? Oh, yeah. There was definitely some, some obsession. Yeah. Um, with actions and thoughts and different things like that. Um, that like, I think for me came in more of like waves hmm. of like maybe a, 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 a wave of a crippling anxiety surrounding it. Um, and then at other times, I just would kind of like let loose, be fine. Um, Have a couple of root beers at the party, kick back. Yeah, you know, watch a PG thirteen movie. Root beer with spike that root beer with a Mountain Dew. <laughs> Living a little crazy over there. Look out! Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, I that was wild. <laughs> um, I think the real anxiety for me came from not doing enough to make sure my friends knew who Jesus was. Oh, that, oh, that was always a crushing weight. Yeah. Yeah. Being like the, because it was bear like, well, if they the died gospel. right now, they're burning in hell. Yeah. And that's all my 17 year old fault. It is an insane amount of weight. If like, I don't think I've really processed it yet at, you know, 32 years old, but, Thinking about, I thought I was in charge of my close proximity of friends, like their salvation when I was mm-hmm. a kid, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, whatever, that age, like same boat, Evan. I was like thinking, if something happens to these people, like I am their source of the gospel. Like no one else is going to be bold enough. It's got to be me or, you know, I have to be the one that's going to bring them to youth group for dodgeball night so they can get saved. <laughs> yeah, it's like, or they got to go on the yearly ski trip and then they'll understand how much fun we have as Christians and they'll want a taste of this God thing. You know, definitely not to make more money for the church or anything or, you know, no, get their parents not. involved. Uh, yeah, but the, the weight of trying to evangelize to your friends was just always there. And then you add on top of that, like the, anxiety of social yeah am i sinning all the time you know oh i woke up with a wet dream am i sinning when i'm asleep too like yeah couldn't escape the have an easy day there was no breaks i know (laughs) the sheer social anxiety of being a teenager coupled with (laughs) the existential crisis of having a lost friend yeah yeah. And you actually is, take it seriously. Like, it's not just like, yeah, we'll probably be fine. Like you have adults telling you on a weekly basis, one of your best friends at school. In your life. Yeah. Is there anyone in your life, Scott? Is there anyone, Scott? Is there anyone oh, in your life that yeah. doesn't know Jesus? Anyone? Should we pray about, write their name on this post-it oh note and we'll put it up here. On the cross. On this, on, we'll put it up here on this uh, teacher border weird thing uh, over in our classroom. And that way, when we walk in, if that person gets saved, we can take that post-it note down. 
we really we'll all celebrate. live similar lives, didn't we? Yeah. In some respects, I think I lived through that life differently. <laughs> um, we would not have been friends at that age. No. no. <laughs> I would have thought you were a sinner, probably. I would have been like, oh, yeah. that guy needs to get saved. I, we've talked about this. I would have thought Scott was just a nerd. <laughs> You would have, you would have laughed. Oh my gosh, Evan. I was, no, I was in the youth band. I think we would, I I think I, I think I would have wanted to be really, like, I would have wanted to have a lot of these conversations with you. And then that's it. At that age. (laughs) And then that's it. And then I, yeah. And then I would have figured out like, oh, I don't know if there's, I don't know if Scott and I actually have anything else in common. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was surrounding myself with hyper, yeah, other believers like yeah. me but um yeah this i always like the idea of like publicly showing someone's um name oh like, like if they were lost or like the, if they were lost and yeah then, you know taking this sticky note down or whatever oh, um it's... because one to be that person that gets invited to youth group and see your name up on that board would be so embarrassing. <laughs> and two, I didn't know what word you were gonna go for. So. Two, that post-it note board always lasted for like a few weeks. Oh, and yeah. like something else came no up. One, no one ever got. No, no one ever came to no. Christ. Like <laughs> that's what's so yeah, funny is I think about all the effort we did in all of my years, like. All my years of ministry, I mean, every single minute of it from when I first got baptized at eight years old to when I rededicated my life in high school to my college ministry years to being a pastor. I think I saw people come to Christ and be saved that were not already part of the church or like, you know, their family went and they like tagged along, but actually having like a complete new person not like a stranger, maybe like a friend or someone, but they just have never been to church. I don't think I, more than 10 times in my whole career of that happening. Like it's, it's, it wasn't, we always act like That's it happened 10 all souls. the time. Jeez. 30 years That's of ministry. souls in heaven. But it was like, people made it seem like it was always happening. And you always had, you probably had like one of the weirdos at your church that was like hyper evangelistic. Did you have any of those type of people that were like, well, I was just out like, I shared the gospel with 40 people at lunch today at my work. And then I brought in these three homeless people just now. And like, we, we had a couple of those types of people just yeah. constantly like, and they were, they were strange, but I was weirdly jealous of that all the time. I don't know why. Oh yeah. Like there was on that side of the fence, I was very much just like, oh man, to have that kind of courage to just go out and just, yeah do the work to do the gospel work in, you know, with such like fervor and fearlessness. And, and now on the other side of it, I'm like, they don't have the social anxiety switch. No, they don't. Or they don't have it. Yeah. That's like, they don't they, pick up on social cues either. Like they just, yeah. they don't know when people tell them this, like, I'm wanting you to get in my house. <laughs> yeah, somebody puts like disgusting food in front of them. And they're like, this looks disgusting. Thanks, Grandma. Yeah. Uh, You're getting old. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, we had a couple of those types of people, at, but uh, to bring all that back to to sin and thoughts, you know, I just then you start getting into weird territory of like, is it a sin to be jealous of somebody that is more godly than you? You know, it's like, it, it, mm. am I coveting their life because I want to be mm. like them? You know, like. It would. It was never ending. I could never just be at peace. It was always like, how can I be more holy all the time? And no. you could just never rest. <laughs> you were always constantly thinking about everything you're doing. Is it a sin? Is it a sin to hate Hitler? Oh my gosh. Well, you know my thoughts on hating Satan. I think if we all just, you know, got together and prayed over him and gave him a hug, I think Satan would turn his tune and become a Christian. Yeah, he'd be like, you know what? This this God thing's all right. You know what? He's like, you know, 
it's like a wily coyote in the roadrunner. You know, once once he finally gets him, it's like, you know what? I don't know. It's not, it ain't so bad. Actually, hey, I kind of like the guy. Know, After all this chasing. That, it's like the <laughs> like the diner in heat. You're not so different, you and I. <laughs> it is. Like Robert De Niro yeah. and Al Pacino talking to each other. Exactly. That is that's my Satan. <laughs> that's that's my god in Satan. That's Robert my god my Al Pacino. <laughs> Uh, if I um, do gotta take you down, if it's between you and some poor broad, you're gonna make a widow. Amazing. Um, let's talk about a couple of these things with sin real quick. Um, what in your upbringing? Quiz me. Quiz me. Well, what was uh, was there like an age of accountability? Could could baby? Because we were talking about this very beginning. So like you were saved at like a young age. Did you repent of yeah. very petty crimes <laughs> or <laughs> right. like, were you a full on sinner at that point? Like, how did that work? Cause I remember being a kid thinking like, I don't have anything to ask forgiveness for, <laughs> but I don't know how you felt. I became a full blown like Christian at 16. Okay. Like that's when that was always my testimony was I gave my life to Christ at 16. Oh, so you were like one of the hot boys of church. Like, one of the, yeah. you know, yeah, I get it. They're like, see him over there. He's he a- used to be a bad boy, but now he's a Christian. The leather jacket on. A, he used to be a bad theater boy <laughs> who would go and play soccer. A bad theater boy. Bad theater. He plays boy. guitar. We don't mean bad like hot, sexy bad. We just mean bad. <laughs> Skillfully bad. <laughs> like, did you see him in that play? It was bad. Did you see him in Susical? <laughs> <laughs> he was bad. Horton, here's a what? Oh, I would love so bad to see High School Evan. What was your very first? I'm sorry, I'm changing something so much. What was your very first theater shining moment? I'm not talking about like background tree number one. I mean, what was like, what were you excited about for the first time? Uh, probably playing the beast in Beauty and the Beast. When was that? High school? Uh, I was 15. Dang. 16. You had that star power early then. Hell yeah, baby. I was also man number two in a Christmas carol. What does man before. number two do? Uh, he's. I don't know if just he had a emotes line. in the background during the third song. Yeah, it was during Fezziwig's party, and he just kind of like dances and just <laughs> says stuff to. Did each you other. have a line? Do you remember? I don't remember. If uh, I, I never did any. I never did acting. Like I did choir. Uh, missed out, man. I did a choir concert. Like one year, I did like a show choir, and I did not like doing it, but I did it for one semester. I, I won an award for my performance. Oh, I am Evan. I won an award yeah. for my acting abilities. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, I'm very proud it of It was uh, for Huck Finn in The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, the musical. Have you heard of it? No, because it was only on Broadway for 10 days. Uh-oh. And the we were going to do Annie and then like the right, like Annie started touring. So we couldn't do it anymore because that's the deal with community theater. You can only do yeah. plays that are not touring. And so uh, Tom Sawyer sure as hell was not touring. <laughs> so we God. picked that up. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Um, that was a fun one, but I think beast was the first one. I was like really excited to be like, okay. Yeah. I'm actually like good at this. Wow. Dang. I, yeah, I, I would have loved to see Evan in his heyday. First first play. First yeah. stage play. Yeah. Before before the agents and um Hollywood. Got yeah, of course. Uh but before you hit all that fame, um where you were when you were a theater bad boy. So I can't remember your testimony, but did you ever give your life to Christ when you were before sixteen? Did you do something in that realm? Get baptized? I did a confirmation at a Methodist church. And did you have any um, sins to repent of at that time? Not that I, like, probably, but I'm like. Trying I, to get it out I, of you, Evan. Are you sure? You want to think I, about it again? <laughs> Nothing God, you remember. There was that cartel I ran in Colombia. 
That one kid you as ran a, over. As an 11-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember because like I got baptized. At I didn't eight. have like that visible. I, I'll say this. I didn't have the visible awareness. My definition of Christianity was that God exists hmm. until I was like 16 years old. Then you're like, oh, there's all this like Jesus mumbo jumbo. I got to. Yeah. And God exists and we celebrate Jesus' birthday and, you know, every Christmas and then his death. For some reason, we celebrate that on Easter. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's most people in America, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, That's most people was go driving. to church. Yeah. I was driving. And um, so I had a christening when I was a baby. Congratulations. Um, thank you. I'm, I've been christened. And then I went through confirmation uh, in middle school, like sixth grade, fifth grade, something like that is usually when you do it. Um, and it's basically just like, how to be a Methodist 101. Yeah. Um, and then you go and they like, like don't eat after midnight. Yeah. Don't get them wet. Yeah. <laughs> don't drink water after midnight. You'll turn into <laughs> a gremlin. Um, and then uh, they did like the little droplets of water on me and were like, congratulations, you're Methodist baptized. <laughs> you go um, to Methodist heaven now. Way to go. You go to Methodist heaven. It's a nursing home. I, that was, I mean, yeah, for us, I remember you would, uh, I was so intrigued by the call to salvation after every service. It seems so magical to me as a kid, like when I was that age. Really? Well, because I thought like. And nobody ever, nobody ever told you that if you do it, that once you do it once, if you do it twice, it's weird. <laughs> I was encouraged. They were like. That kid's going to get baptized twice. We can already feel it. He's a weird kid. Uh, he likes this a little too much. Um, but I remember like, cause my brother got baptized maybe like a year ahead of me. And I remember thinking like, yeah. Oh, I gotta get, I gotta get that attention. Oh, I, cause he got like, get that good, good. I remember they had like a baptism, like party, not a party. I would say my uncles and my grandparents came over and we had like subway and hung out. You would just like dunk me daddy. I was like, I need this party. Uh, I need it. And, I, and you go up and you'd see other people, especially other kids mainly, go up with like the lead pastor, you know, and they would talk one-on-one and like get all this attention. And it was more, it was all about attention. I just remember like after a service, I rose my hand. This might've been after the Bible man. I know I brought up Bible man a couple weeks ago, but I think I went to Bible man that week. And then I was like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian now. I got to tell my pastor that I'm a, I think I'm saved. So I told him and I like, want to be Bible man. I want to be Bible man part two. Uh, I want to be Bible wing. Um, and so I told him and then it was like, I get to pray in front of the whole, you know, not in front of the church, but like up at the front, you know, of the altar. And then you get baptized. But I remember them asking like, and showing me through the whole salvation process of like, Oh, well, you know, you have to repent of your sin. And I remember thinking at eight, I was like, what have I done? Like what? on earth have I done bad? Like all I could think of was like, well, I guess sometimes like I can be mean to my brother. And I think sometimes I, one time I cheated on a spelling test and they're like, well, that's enough for God to murder you and burn you in hell forever. And I was like, <laughs> well, thank God I'm doing this with you, pastor. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough for God to have to kill his own son. Isn't that nuts, though, that I told told an adult man, I cheated on a spelling test, and he said, well, God crucified his only born son, so you could not do that again. So don't do that again, ever. So what do you think of that, huh? So (laughs) so that's why I didn't drink until I was 21, because I was too nervous. Terrified. About sinning. So, anywho. Any last final thoughts on on sin here, Evan? You know, I, I think the important thing about sin is it's an archery term, right? I was hoping you'd get this out. It's an archery term, um, and it just means to miss the mark. Miss the mark. That's right, brother. To miss the mark. And you can, if you sin by a little or sin by a lot, you still miss the mark. And that mark is Jesus. And Jesus is, is like that Robin Hood movie. Have you ever seen it where he splits that arrow in two? Uh, hot Kevin Costner. I mean, Kevin Costner. And 
Not that one. I'm at the animated one with the hot fox. I mean, the hot, I mean, the Kevin, I mean, (laughs) mean the the normal fox. I mean, mean, it's a fox in man's clothes. I mean, there's a bear that puts on a big wig and has big fake boobs at one point, and it definitely didn't do anything for me. They look like big natchies, but I I was (laughs) doing all right. I made it through. I sweated (laughs) a little bit, but I made it through the movie. Yeah, it's not sin if you sweat. (laughs) <laughs> I just rewatched Robin Hood. I'm sorry, like a month ago. And there is a scene where Lil John, who is literally the same animation as Baloo, like it's just the same bear. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But there's bear. a part where he puts on like he tr- he pretends to be a maiden so he can like sneak into the guard's court and he puts on like this fake wig. But he puts on massive boobs. Like he grabs two melons and just puts them <laughs> in his dress and he's bouncing around and all the guards are going like Arr! And all I could think about was like, this definitely shaped me as a kid. Like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I Robin Hood. exactly just... what the fuck was happening. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when I knew what sin was at that moment. I thought, this feels unnaturally good right now. And <laughs> this has to be sin. <laughs> <laughs> this feels so good. I feel bad. <laughs> I think God needs to kill his son after this movie. This is. <laughs> This is a great movie. Hope God didn't kill his son over this. Oh my gosh. Oh Lord. That's all I got for sin. I'm gonna end there. Fair enough. Uh thank you everybody so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can check us out at Unblessed Pod um at any of our social media places. Um, <laughs> yeah. You can also check us out at the Unblessed Podcast at unblessedpodcast.com. That's our website. That's unblessedpodcast.com. That's unblessedpodcast.com. It's U-N-B-L-E-S-S-E-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot C-O-M. Thank you. Yep. Um, but we really appreciate you listening. Uh, thank you so much. Um, and without further ado, my name is Evan. And I'm Scott. And it's not sin if you don't sweat. Bye.